Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of On3 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for starting your weekend with us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Wanilla. Are we sure that's the correct way? Apparently massacred the one yesterday. Let me it, was, it was brutal. Somebody told me how to say it. So what did I say yesterday? What 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 I was in Tippa County, right? Yes. Okay. So what was I said? I said Chally Beat is what I said. Yes. And which then, it, which is what it looks like. I got but as we know in the state of Mississippi, that is not yes. All right. So I got a lot of I got a lot of people. I got a lot of mentions today. We'll talk about that later. Calibiot. Is that right? Or Klebit. Klebit? Klebit is what I'm seeing. Klebit. Klebit. Well, yeah. According to according to this pronunciation from our friend Jonathan Chisholm, Kism, this is I'm going to get his name wrong. Yeah, Kalib Kalib E Ut, Kalibit, Kalibit, Kalibit. I don't know, man. He has in in large letters lib. Lib is the lib. Kalib Kalib E Bit. Kalib E Ut. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. Calibiot. Well, then I got somebody down here who tweeted at us that says it's just Klebit. Maybe nobody knows. Have we thought about that? Have we thought about the fact that no one knows? It is possible in Mississippi that nobody knows anything, that we just don't know how to pronounce the names of our cities. Can we all all be right? Can we? This is 2024? Subdivision outside of Vicksburg. That is spelled Y O K E N A. And people, a lot of people say Yakina, but it's not. It's Yakna. Yakna. So you never know. That's where our good friend Dr. Ron Hunglow lives. He lives in Yakna, Mississippi. Ron Uh, Hunglow? Dr. Hunglow, yes. He lives from Vietnam. Okay. Originally from Vietnam, now he lives in Yakna. That's a real real person. as As far as we all know, yeah. Okay. As far Dr. as anybody Hunglow. needs to know, he's a real person. What is his? Uh, what does he specialize in? Uh, he's a gynecologist. Oh, of course he is. Yeah. So, Dr. Hunglow. Uh, StrangeBrewCoffeeHouse.com <laughs> is the place to find the coffee you want to start your day with each and every morning. So, check it out, StrangeBrewCoffeeHouse.com. Uh, our good friends over at Pip Printing are waiting to hear from you. The start of the year it's time to get a, a fresh start for make marketing your business, and you can do that with our good folks over at Pip Printing. They have everything your growing business needs to market. They have envelopes, forms, banners, window and wall graphics, 3D signage. If you need to get a better idea of what services they offer, check out their website, pipridgeland.com. And when you're ready to talk to them, we're not going to put you on hold. We're not going to put you on a uh, on, on, on a call center or anything. We're going to give you the, the, the owner's Phone number, 601-499-5216. That's a direct line to their owner, Camden Baker, and he will get you taken care of. And, again, all you got to do is say, hey, heard about you on Thunder and Lightning, and they're going to give 10% of that purchase right back to the Bulldog Initiative in your name. So you can get to get a great uh, marketing presence here in the state of Mississippi with money you're already spending, right? If you're a business owner, you're already spending money on printing. So why not switch it over to PIP printing? and give back to the Bulldog Initiative while you're doing it. That's a great deal. Pip Printing in Ridgeland, 30 years of service to our state. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. First of all, I want to I thank College Corner. They, uh, they've renewed for us for another year. 
We love we love yes. Pop. They they are I after um Strange Brew, they have been with me the longest at this point. So appreciate the loyalty there. Glad we've been able to serve them as a great sponsor. Uh, and it, it, we I always tell you guys, man, if you're in the Jackson area and you need Mississippi State gear, or if you need Ole Miss or Southern Miss or, or anything, they've got you taken care of at College Corner. Two locations in the Jackson area. They're original by Fleet Feet, flow by the half shell, or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler is Starkville's flagship restaurant. That's the place to go grab lunch with your family this week or any week or anytime. And your friends, too. It doesn't just have to be your family. Enjoy yourself and enjoy a great meal each and every time you head over to Restaurant Tyler for lunch, for dinner, for Sunday brunch, the best meal in Starkville. It's always available to you right there at Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi here to serve you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com. Find the location near you and open an account today. That's going to provide you with a, a two-fold experience with your bank. You get the, the small-town feel of, of a local community bank, but you get the financial backing of a powerful bank that gives you all the same financial options that a big corporate bank would. So it's the best of both worlds when you deal with Priority One Bank. Let Priority One Bank... Make you their priority. Lots to talk about on today's show. We're going to have some fun at our rival's expense later. Get Go ahead and, and char- get the rent-free stuff working. Go ahead and start talking about it because we're going to do that later in the show. Uh, we also, we'll talk about some recruiting. Uh, it's big, big transfer portal weekend here in Starville. Some of those, we'll talk about some of the names and some, some things you might be expecting to see happen. But we will start with basketball. Mississippi State starts off the year I'm sorry, the, uh, the, well, I guess, yeah, let's start off the year. They start off 2024 in conference play with a game uh, on the road in Columbia against South Carolina. This is a South Carolina team, Robbie, that, you know, season ago was the worst team in the conference, no questions asked, right there with Ole Miss. And yet those two teams have been have been good this year. They are, they are, they've played very well. As we know, Ole Miss is undefeated, and South Carolina sitting at 12-1. and one. Their one loss is a quad one loss. Um, they have a quad one win. Uh, they're currently 47th in the net ranking, so if State can go on the road and win this game, for the time being, that is a quad one win for the Bulldogs. I I, I fully expect us to uh, to massacre the quad rankings the way we have uh, every year since we've started doing this uh, the net rankings here. Um, well, I, go ahead, go ahead. I think I feel like that's been overblown. Well, it's sometimes. I think we did it like one time. Yes, and then it's it's just it, it's yes. just carry on a life of its own at this right. point. Right, exactly. It just, it just <clears throat> so, so let's see here. A- away one through seventy five is a quad one, and since, like I said, currently uh, South Carolina is forty seven, that is a quad one win. And as long as they don't bottom out, it has a chance to remain there uh, for for quite some time. And my guess is with South Carolina, yeah, I, I don't probably know. gonna probably gonna drop a little bit over yeah, time. I, mean, I just I mean, don't know if they're. I don't want to say they're going to be fool's gold or anything, but. I you know that that, was, that would be a big step forward after what they did last year to to turn around and be a top fifty team for the, for most of the year. So we'll see. State obviously has Tolu Smith back, uh, Josh Hubbard uh, still coming off the bench and, and being a double digit scorer. They're finding guys almost in every game to 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 complement him. Uh, they they've had you know games where they're having two and three and four guys in double digits. They had four this past weekend with Tolu, Josh Hubbard, uh, Shaq Moore, and Deshaun Davis all. Uh, in, in in the double figures. You've seen Cam Matthews getting the double figures. You've seen Jeffries getting the double figures. Obviously, Jimmy Bell has done it a number of times. He'll be coming off the bench now. But this this team is incredibly balanced, and, and that's a, a big change from a season ago when it was really Tolu Smith and, and you know maybe one other guy would come along for the ride and get into double figures with him. But for the most part, State was having to grind out games and scoring in the, in the, the low 60s. And this is a team that can consistently seems seems to be consistent getting into the 70s. That's why I really like this team if everything continues to come together because the defensive effort has still been there uh, for Mississippi State. I, I, obviously, they're not peaking or anything like that, but this is a five-game winning streak for the Bulldogs. It feels like they're playing really good basketball right now. It does. I mean, the, the key to me is the consistency aspect of it. You had the you know you had to run there to start the season where. You're sitting there going, "Wow, I mean, this could they potentially go undefeated in non-conference play?" I mean, that you felt really good about them. They'd gotten some big wins over Power Five teams like Arizona State and um, Northwestern, Washington State. 
And then all of a sudden they just hit that brick wall there for, for a week with Georgia Tech and Southern. You know, they struggled against Murray State, if you remember that game, after just destroying Tulane. So it was hard to really figure out what this team was. I think that the identity of this team is going to grow with Tolu Smith because now you have everybody in place and he's kind of the centerpiece of it all. And having him in there is a security blanket for Mississippi State. They can shoot more three-pointers and feel comfortable that he's going to be able to clean them up and whoever they have at the four um, will be as well. So, I mean, your rebounding is going to improve there and, uh, you know, you're you're going to have a, a higher efficiency on the offensive end. And their defense is going to be better too with Tolu in there. So I imagine that this team is going to look more consistent with Tolu Smith on the floor. And, you know, by the end of the year last year, the consistency was was relatively high for this team. I mean, you, you started to see them bringing it and being what they were just about each and every night. And I, I hope that's what we see from them now. Because when you take out a player like Tolu Smith, you're going to have those inconsistent moments or moments where people are looking around for somebody to step up and somebody to be the leader. And I think that's what this team was kind of finding early on. I do think that they've grown up a lot this year without Tolu, they've been forced to kind of figure things out mm -hmm. and having him in the lineup is only going to make all that better. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I like, I like the pieces that they have. There's still going to be some times where you're going to have to mold it and you're going to have to gel a little more in the first part of the conference schedule. But I think middle of conference play, this team is going to be what it is. Yeah. Really tough stretch to start for Mississippi State. Next three games are against Tennessee, sixth in the net, Alabama, fifth in the net, and then Kentucky, 24th in the net. Alabama's fifth in the net despite the fact that they have they are eight and five. All five of their losses are quad one losses. So I guess if you're going to be eight and five, <laughs> if you're playing good enough teams, I guess it's okay. So, I mean, but this is, you know, this Alabama team, they're not what they were a season ago. They don't have Brandon Miller any longer, obviously. But right. Tennessee has been very, very good. Kentucky has been very good, maybe better than some thought uh, early on. Then it's a game against Vanderbilt, who, if you've been keeping up, Vandy is far and away the worst team in the conference. It's currently 268 in the net. That is, and that game is in Starkville. That is, hold on, I got to know if Vanderbilt's behind Southern. Let's see here. Control uh, Southern. Surely not. Hold on. They are. What? Southern, Southern is 187 in the net, and Vanderbilt is two, what did I say, 268 in the net. So as bad as that loss to Southern was, a loss to Vanderbilt at home would be even worse. At that, If you lose to Vanderbilt, you're, you, you are legitimately already on the bubble. Yeah, you, you've, you have to win that no game. No coming back from that. I think and this is a big one Saturday. It's huge. It's huge. Because... Uh, this is a team that early on, Robbie, you know, back in September, October, looking at the schedule, you were like, okay, South Carolina was awful last year, should be able to get off to a 1-0 start in, in SEC play. And instead, it's become a, a, a game where it's going to be tough, that South Carolina fans have been showing up a little bit, so I expect it's a big atmosphere. It's a national television game, so there's some, there's some pressure there. This is a big game for Mississippi State. If they can come out and win it, you know, you got to think about the way they started conference play a season ago. What were they one and five, one and six at one point, something like that? Maybe even one and seven. It was like one and one and seven, I think. I think so. And so they need to get off to a faster start this year. And it's going to be tough with those games I just mentioned. So getting a road win to start the year, a quad one road win, would be really, really good for state. South Carolina, I'm I'm not really sure how good they are at this point. Right. But their only loss is to uh Clemson team that I believe is in the top 20 right now, mm -hmm. and that was a competitive game. Lost that game by five points. Clemson 11-2, and two, 16th in the net right now. I think they just lost last night or the night, the night before. They, they, they lost this week. And that, you know, that was at Clemson. Mm -hmm. They have a yeah, – They lost to Miami. Game in here. They, uh, they beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame hadn't been very good. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is a team that – has obviously been better than last year. They were dreadful last year, mm -hmm. and it, it looks like they're growing. It's going to be on the road. That's not an easy place to play in yeah. uh, colonial life. So it's it's going to be 
it's going to be tough. I mean, it's at 11 a.m., so that might diminish the crowd a little bit. But you win this ball game, and Wednesday is going to be a madhouse against Tennessee. Uh, and then you got Alabama after that, and everybody wants to beat Alabama too. So this stretch of games, Tennessee, Bama, and Kentucky, three straight, that's tough. That's going to be really tough for State. And you just can't afford to go like 0-4 or 1-3, or I think, right there. I think you need to find a way to win two games. Yeah, and I think you can beat Alabama for sure. Like I said, this Alabama team has not – it's not the team it was a season ago. Mark Sears – Well, last year, the, this team had a chance to win both of those games. Both of those games, yeah. Especially the one on the road somehow was was closer than the one at home. Uh, and State played tough against Tennessee in the home game here. They got blown out uh, in Knoxville. But at, the, the home game here was close. State had an opportunity there as well. And this is a better team than it was a year ago. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to judge this team a little bit more completely – after these first three games, I think you know if a state's sitting at two and one, that they're going to be just fine. If they're one and two, that that's a little iffy. If they're zero and three, well, that's a huge problem for Mississippi State. But of course, I guess I didn't say it, but I should say if they're three and zero, oh, yeah, they're pretty darn good at that point. I think they would be. Yeah, I think they'll be okay. So, well, because uh, I mean, to me, I mean, I do think the SEC is solid this year, but I mean, there there's some winnable games there for Mississippi State. A lot, a lot of games down the stretch of the season. And, you know, th- there's going to be a chance for them to to pick up some wins. But getting off to a good start is what's so huge about this. Um, because after the Vanderbilt game, you got, you know, Florida, Auburn's playing really good, Ole Miss on the road. It's just – it's not going to be easy for them to get to, like, you know, 12 wins. Yeah. So every one of them is going to be huge. Agreed. Agreed. You got a playmaker and an X factor here for me. You know, I think it's big for Tolu Smith to come out and kind of establish himself and show that he's back. I mean, you definitely need him to be that guy, and taking that step is, is huge uh, for him. And game two that he's played in, I feel like you should have a guy that's getting relatively fresh because he played. Good bit of minutes. I think 19 minutes was a 19 first game. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. And to me, did not look gassed. It was crazy. Didn't look out of shape. Yeah. So it appears he's ready to roll. So to me, he's the obvious playmaker. And then X Factor, anytime you, you win on the road, you've got to be able to knock down shots. I think Trey Fort is starting to kind of feel himself a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's starting to get back into a groove. He had a little bit of a struggle. I liked what I saw from the last game. He's a guy that I think can come off the bench in this game, hit some big shots for you, and um, really help you win on the road. Because, I, like I said, every road win I've seen from Mississippi State, good road win, there's been some big shots hit from three-point range. And I think that's what's going to have to happen in this one. They're going to have to hit some shots. Polus does feel like the obvious answer for, for playmaker, but I will go uh, another way. I will go with Josh Hubbard because I just feel like I, I don't want to say that as he goes, Mississippi State goes, but when he is on, it's really tough to beat Mississippi State. If he's getting 12, 13, 14 points, if he's hitting three pointers, especially now that Tolu gives you another, I mean, you're already getting pretty good post production from Jimmy Bell. Tolu's going to, to, to make that even better. It's going to make Tech State really tough to beat. So I'll go with Hubbard for my playmaker. And then for my X Factor, I'm going to go right back to who I just mentioned, Jimmy Bell. How does he react coming off the bench uh, for the first time this season? If he yeah. can still be, you know, we talked about Will McNair and what he gave Mississippi State last year, and he was productive at times. But if 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 Bell can match that or give you more, if he can still be around seven, eight points off the bench and, and you know, six or seven rebounds off the bench, well, that's going to go a long, long way for Mississippi State. So Jimmy Bell be my X factor uh, for this one. You want to make a prediction? I think State's going to win this game. I, I think that you know, just the momentum of Tolu Smith being back. And, you know, you've you've had a good run now since that Southern loss. I think that the team's ready for this. Um, and, I, you know, could be wrong. It's tough to win on the road. But I, I like State's chances here. I'm going to say they muddy it up a good bit defensively, make this kind of an ugly ball game. Mm-hmm. And I think they win this game, you know, 70 to – 
Yeah, it's, that's a, that's around where I'm going to be. You know, I think Carolina can put some points on the board, but at the end of the day, I think the state's just a better basketball team. So we'll say 71 63 be my final score. Bulldogs get the win and start off 1 0 in conference play. Let's switch over to football. Let's move into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it is what's for dinner. If you're cooking out this weekend, nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. If you're looking for recipes, they've got them at msbeef.org, along with a lot more information about our beef providers here in the state of Mississippi. You'd be surprised how much agribusiness is done uh, by beef here in this state. You think it's all uh, soybeans and, and and rice and 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 cotton. It's not. There's a, there's a thriving uh, beef business here in the state, and our farmers appreciate your business. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find the smoked southern soul food that you are looking for. You know, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm craving a chicken chipotle taco and some smoked wings. I just, I just am. I'm, I'm officially jonesing for it. I don't think my hands are shaking or anything just yet, but we're getting there. So I need to, I need to, I need to, you know, curb that appetite and do that very soon with a trip to Brothers Smoked Meats. If you're in Starkville, if you were coming to Starkville, if you're going to be here for basketball or baseball this winter, make sure a trip to Brothers is on the agenda. Great products and great service is what every business likes to promise you. They deliver at Advantage Business Systems. They've been doing it now for 49 years. When you need any kind of, of technology for your business, if you need a new copier, a new printer, a new, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? New, new computers, new laptops, mailing and information systems, whatever it is, they've got an Advantage Business Systems. They've got great prices. They've got great service. I'm sorry, I'm talking about the service in a minute. They've got great name brands. They've got it all. But yeah, when you when you're talking about machines like this, they're gonna they're temperamental. You know that someone's gonna go wrong. When they do, it's good to have the service that backs you up. And we're talking about you're calling the same guy who made you the sale when you need service. You don't have to call a one eight hundred number. You don't have to call a call center that puts you on hold for forty five minutes. You don't have to make an appointment with an out of state technician. It's all Mississippi people, and a lot of times they're gonna be able to say solve your problem the same day because they're in Mississippi. They're right there in Mississippi with you. They make it easy. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Real quick side note here, Robbie. Uh, you know, when we were when I was a kid, especially and nobody had cell phones, you had everybody's phone number memorized, right? You knew your your mom, you know, you knew your home phone, you knew your grandparents' number. So I used to be able to do that. Now I don't know anybody's phone number. All right. No one's phone. And so the fact that I had to memorize the Advantage Business Systems phone number has limited my ability to remember the the PIP printing phone number. That's why I always have to get the sheet out. So I have this sheet right here that has all of the uh, the information. And the reason I have to look at it every day, I, I know all the information at this point. I just can't remember the phone number. I think my brain is to the point where I can only remember one phone number. When you condition yourself yeah, and like in today's day and age for things like you know, st- we stay inside so much. I feel yeah. like like the 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 weather is more extreme for us mm-hmm. because our bodies have conditioned ourselves. It's kind of like that. Like yeah. you, like it was just a you know that was just a thing. You just memorized your friends' phone numbers and your parents. Nobody can do that anymore. Exactly. I barely know my wife's phone number. I, the only reason I know my wife's phone number off the top of my head is it's only two digits different than mine. Like we, there was like the last four digits. Mine is XXXX and hers is XXYY. It's the only difference. You didn't want to release your phone number like PIP printing does? No, no. I, no, please don't call me. I don't I don't answer unknown phone numbers. I don't. Just send me a text. Well, PIP printing will. They will. They will. They will take care of you. All right. The collegiate collection at the Rogue, a friend of mine said he was headed to the Rogue today to get fitted for a suit. I didn't know they made suits in a 64 extra fat. Oh. Well, he's he's a big boy. Uh plus he is this guy, he would like to he makes fun of me, so it's fair. You know who he is, I'll tell you after the end. You can probably figure it out just based on the the, the I, can, was I, I can figure it out now. Yeah, you know who it is. So uh, while he's there though, he needs to look at their collegiate collection. He's always looking for great new Mississippi State stuff. They've got it at the road, great name brands, the logos that you want, the state script, the M over S, the uh, the interlocking, the banner M. That's yesterday's news. Get it out. Don't come back. You you won't be missed. They've got you taken care of at the Rogue. Shop at the Rogue in Jackson 
or online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at The Rogue. Is the guy you're talking about, would you would you perhaps call him something like Haystacks Calhoun or something and make a joke, a wrestling, re- wrestling no, reference? No, no you're, you're on the right path, but no, it's not It's not him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, it's not him. A um, lot of guys come in to see Mississippi State. This weekend via the the transfer portal, uh, as 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 you might expect at this time of year. So let me see if I've got this list here. I believe this is this is from Paul Jones and On Three Sports. I I, I can't stand that I don't have this bit with you anymore. Just I, I I just hate it. It was so I had so much fun doing it. So well, that was part of the that was part of the fun. It was kind of a little tease. Yeah. So one is there's no need to tease. There's already a couple commits going to be on campus this week. Uh, Buffalo tight end Cam Ball, the brother of Vanderbilt tight end Justin Ball. What are the odds that the Ball brothers would both be tight ends? What are the What are the odds of that? <laughs> how, how, how did Mom and Dad pull that off? The genetics in that. Um, <sighs> MSU commitment uh, Brylan. Is it Brylan? Brylan. Uh, yeah. Okay. Brylan right. Lanier of East Mississippi Community College is going to be here this weekend. Uh, and then a couple of guys have already kind of wrapped things up. Jalen Lucas was here yesterday, an Indiana running back, one of the nation's top kick returners, uh, was here yesterday. And then Louisville receiver Kevin Coleman is on campus. Uh, I think he may have wrapped up uh, today. Um, and then it's going to be you know guys coming in the rest of the weekend. Uh, this is an interesting list of guys. The, the two names that stand out to me are, are and you can tell me if you want, but it's two linebackers. Uh, Old Dominion linebacker Wayne Matthews, who was a tackling machine for Old Dominion. Basically, from a tackling perspective, he put up Buki Watson, Jet Johnson numbers uh, for the Monarchs. Over 100 tackles, I think 135 total tackles. So mm-hmm. it feels like, you. I mean, talk about plug and play. And then, you know, we talked so much about Dante Dowdle and, and, and his recruitment and how, you know, State needed to finish second, and when he hit the portal, he would be coming home. And a guy who we, we didn't talk about, but we, maybe we should have, was South Carolina linebacker Stone Blanton. We all remember that recruitment. We all remember what happened there. But he will be on campus this weekend. And everybody, Robbie, seems to think it's just a matter of him showing up and talking to the coaches, and then he'll be uh, in the fold for Mississippi State. Yeah, I would be absolutely shocked if he doesn't commit this weekend, which, you know, we were – you and I talked a lot about Stone Blanton when he was getting recruited, and it, all signs pointed towards him going to State because – you know, Ole Miss was reporting that they had moved on or whatever um, they do. And then it, it just kind of – everything just made sense for him to to stick with Mississippi State. And then he spurned Mississippi State and went to South Carolina. So, to me, it's not over until he enrolls. But everything I've heard behind the scenes is he's had this basically in mind from the beginning that he is going to transfer to Mississippi State. And this was before he even entered the transfer portal. So this is uh, something that seems like it's going to happen this weekend. I think it'll be a good pickup for Mississippi State for their linebacker room to add some more depth there and some experience. I mean, he was a captain on the defense for South Carolina and started every game. Mm -hmm. So you just don't turn down guys like that. Right. Uh, Especially multiple-year guys that can play beyond this year. So. It'll be good for Mississippi State's defense to get an SEC experienced player into the fold defensively for a defense right now that has a ton of question marks. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you, you, in no way can you turn down a guy who's who started as a sophomore uh, for an SEC team. Uh, you know, at the very least, you feel like you're getting a guy who can who can come in and give you depth. That's, I mean, that's at the absolute minimum. But best case scenario, like you mentioned, he'll be he'll be a starter. I mean. If you can if you can get Matthews and Blanton, I feel like as best as you possibly could have, you've replaced Bookie Watson and Jet Johnson. I mean, with similar similar guys, in in my opinion. A um, couple of other interesting names we mentioned: Kevin Coleman, the, the Louisville wide receiver. An interesting uh, recruitment for him. You know, committed to Jackson State out of high school. Was originally committed to Miami, uh, but then decided to flip and, and was part of that. You know, I think he was part of that first group with with Travis Hunter. To end up at Jackson State, uh, and then when Dion left, he transferred to Louisville. Had a great season for them last year. Uh, now back in the portal and looking to return to Mississippi. Uh, you know, State could use another veteran in that wide receiver group. 
the wide receiver group is so interesting. You got a ton of young guys who I think are going to contribute. You've got some guys who are returning, like Justin Robinson and Creed Whittemore, who I think can be good players for Mississippi State. And then you've got, you know, Kelly Akari and now possibly Kevin Coleman. Bump's going to have some options to work with. And Jeff Levy's offense, as we said yesterday, it's not the air raid. They're not going to go 10 deep at the receiver position, but seven or eight guys are probably going to make contributions at that position. No doubt. I like Kevin Coleman because he's a you know change of pace type guy. He's a guy that can really take the top off the defense. He can help you in the return game. Um I, I just I think that he's a player that is going to add a different dynamic for you. Um a lot like, you know, what Mario Craver can do for you. So I like what they're doing in that they're bringing in different type of wide receivers. It doesn't seem like Chad Bumpus is interested in slowing down and recruiting either. I mean, right. there's more guys that continue to pop up on the board for Mississippi State at wide receiver, which I, I love that. You're not just putting all your eggs in the basket that you already have here or in high school. They want to win right now. And to do that, you got to have a quarterback, first and foremost, which they feel like they do with uh, Blake Shapin. He's got to have some guys that he can throw the ball to, that can separate from defenses, that can catch it down the field. Kevin Coleman's certainly a guy that can do that. He was SWAC freshman of the year, his first year, Mm -hmm. um, and I think had, what, 300-something yards for Louisville last year as well. Mm -hmm. And like I said, a guy that's going to be able to help you in kick and punt returns too. He -hmm. was um, exceptional there. So – you lose Xavion Thomas. This is a, a type of player here in Kevin Coleman that is similar to what Xavion Thomas could provide you in the return game and also at wide receiver. A few other names to mention you. A couple of offensive linemen coming in this weekend. Uh, I, I'm going to do my best here with the pronunciation of the Florida guy. Do you, can you can you get me home home on this one? Do you know it? I'm probably not any better than you on this. I'm not even going to pretend. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, Molozuna is that? Am I am I even close? I, I, I guess we can go with that, but I, you know, I'm not. I'm going to feel as confident in that as I would in pronunciations for these small little communities and like Prentice and places like that. I want. I'm trying. I'm sitting here scrolling, trying to find somebody who's like. How do you pronounce that? Jeez <laughs> uh, Louise. Anyway, uh, he and Jacoby. People aren't even trying. There, yeah. There's way too many guys in this this class that are popping up that either have names that are going to be a pain in the butt to spell mm-hmm. or, or pronounce. I was kind of happy that uh, DJU did not uh, end up at Mississippi State. I, I was, I I was very like excited I about but- that. I would have butchered his name uh, basically the, the the entire year he was here. The only thing I do wish is that uh, that Jack Crystal was still with us, and that if if he was still with us, I would have I would have wanted him to. We're be. just gonna go with DJ if that's I okay mean, that's with you, it, ladies and gentlemen. Probably how it would have gone, Mazuka, Micah, Mazuka. I mean, that's the best I can do. It feels like that's correct. He's from Florida. He was also at Baylor before that, and then Texas Tech offensive lineman Jacoby Jackson. Now with Jackson, it appears. He's got visits scheduled after this, so that it's going to be a, a race to try to be like, nah, you don't want to take those visits. Let's go in and seal him up. That has been a, a focus for for Levy in the portal is the offensive line. He's already gotten three guys in McKaylin Pounders, Marlon Martinez, and Ethan Miner. Ethan Miner, Marlon Martinez, McKaylin Pounders, Micah Mazuk. Is it is it gotta be an M? Do we have to start with him? Jeff Levy has a He's got an M thing. Going. He's got yeah. He's got I guess. Something but then he's got Jacoby Jackson. So I don't know. Jacoby Jackson's middle name is 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 Matthew. Maybe I don't know. Um, but it's been interesting to see that not only have they made that a focus, they've been successful. They've gotten three guys already who will probably. I mean, minor and pounders. I'm definitely penciling in as starters early on, and then we'll see with Martinez there on the uh, the interior. I mean, if you've if you've got a good offensive line, you can kind of work your way around some other things. You know, if if you can protect Blake Shapin and you can open some holes in the running game, you know, you you you're kind of halfway there offensively. Yeah, for sure. I, I like I love the offense. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there's still so many question marks on the defensive side of the ball, and I, I just I don't know what they're doing on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. The edge position is a, is a very big concern. Now they're making progress with these defensive backs. Yeah, I really like the defensive backs they're bringing in this week. They've already gotten a couple on campus. They got more coming in over the next couple of days. I love those the what they're doing there. But the I don't know what's going on in the front six. But the offense is really coming together. They got impact guys out of the portal um, that are at least looking like they're close to getting in the fold or they're in the game for or they're already here. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, some of the guys that they're returning. So, you know, to me, my expectations for Jeff Lebby offensively next year are pretty high. Yeah, I, agree. I, I expect, you know, we're not talking about the air raid that needed two or three years to get going. They went to Ole Miss and took the backup quarterback, which, by the way, was pretty darn talented, but still he was the backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. And basically what they already had at Ole Miss, and they were a top-10 offense. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Kenny Yeboah might have might have transferred in. Was there anybody else that wasn't already there? As far as on offense? That first year, no, no, they they. Really, I mean, the and, and, wasn't a thing in twenty at the end of the twenty twenty season. It was only at least not what it was. Right, it, it, it just wasn't the same thing. So Yaboa was basically the only one. You um, know, Elijah Moore was already there. Yeah, Jerryon Ely was already there. Connor at Corral. They brought in Heath Henry Parrish as a freshman that year, I think. So, yeah. So that, to me, like uh, there, there is, there's no excuses Sanders and all that. Yeah, yeah, there. There's no excuses for that offense not to be humming next year. They've got guys that they should be able to make it work. And I I think that's what that's Jeff Lebby's mindset too is we want to, he's already said that. Yeah. We don't want to rebuild. We're not rebuilding. This is going to be um you know something that we want to have success instantly. So you can talk about the question marks on defense. I think it's going to be a struggle there, but this offense should be at the point of they feel confident in contending in ball games next year. Let me ask you a question, and, and we haven't really talked about. This. So we've we've talked about how it appears like Mississippi State has struck out on a lot of defensive linemen targets. They haven't really been in on any big targets, right? But one thing I've consistently been seeing and hearing is that David Turner likes the young guys he has to work with. He likes Trevion Williams. Uh, Calvin Dinkins and, and and all those guys that he's bringing back, uh, Gabe Moore. Um, I'm trying to remember the, the the freshman that State signed. You know, Caleb Bryant, Joseph Head. Head. He likes those guys, right? He does. And so, like the the prevailing thought has been, well, Turner's just lost it as far as being a recruiter. And he's not getting any. He's not connecting. He's not. In, what if we're what if we're looking at this the wrong way? And I'm not saying that we are, but I'm just I'm, I just want to ask the question. What if we, you know, we, we were saying, this is David Turner. This is a guy who's coached big-time defensive linemen. He knows what they look like. He knows what it takes to succeed at this level. What if he's right? What if he's just like, I've already got a pretty good group. I wouldn't mind adding a few pieces to it. But for the most part, we're going to be okay. What what if that's – is there a possibility that we're just underestimating what David Turner has? Well, yeah, that is They're certainly young. certainly an option. It's certainly yeah. an option, and it, it, he could feel that way and be wrong too. Yeah, for sure. But I do know that he talked about all last year how good he felt like that defensive line was in that freshman class. He was really excited about Joseph Head and Caleb Moore and um, obviously Travion Williams and Calvin Dinkins. Those guys would have th- those two players would have changed Mississippi State's defensive line this year, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think they would have been dominant, but they would have had a really good season and state would have looked a lot different on defense had they had those players all year. Mm-hmm. So there's no doubt about it. Those guys returning are going to be huge. And I don't think we've talked about that enough. I I now I I'm I'm still kind of baffled at some of the guys they're going after, especially mm-hmm. at edge, which in fairness, that's not all David Turner. That that's that's you know, Hutzler is part of that as well. Right. He's he's the edge guy. So that's not really it's not really fair to say David Turner's whiffing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it I would like to see some more like add add talent. If you can go get it, add talent. It can only make you better. 
but I, you know, it just it seems like he is pretty high on that group, and we'll see if he's right or if he's wrong. Yeah, but they they do certainly have some bodies there. We're not talking a lot about Deontay Anderson. That's a huge guy returning. Probably your best pass rusher is back, and he should be able to help you there. You know, Demonte Russell has not put up huge numbers, but that's a guy that's been here for five plus years or whatever it is now. So that's a that's going to be a big piece to have back. I thought we saw some good things from Don Terry Russell too, um, who's going to be a guy that's going to be playing some edge and things like that. So it it just I, I want to see what it looks like in the spring, and they'll have another chance to go swing and and get some other guys too if that doesn't look good, but. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's just a big question mark for me. Yeah, I agree. All right. We've, we've, we've danced around it long enough. Here we go. The big college football news of Thursday was obviously Ole Miss running back Quinshawn Junkins entering the transfer portal. Now, you and I disagree on something here with this. I'm going to, until I see him play a down with a different team, I'm going to believe this is a work. That Ole Miss is just trying to do the old flip their own recruit thing. They're going to make make it look like he had all these other offers, these high-dollar offers. But at the end of the day, his heart was always in Oxford. I, I would not be surprised if if the deal is already done and they're just like, look, we signed, we're done, put your name in the portal, and then you come back out next week and then you talk about how much you love Ole Miss and you could never leave. That's what I believe because I've seen it too many times. But you think this I, is – Well, we haven't seen this. We haven't seen it like this, and th- this is why. Hey, this is why I tell you up in the ante on the phone. Well, why, well, here's why. Here's why you're wrong. Okay, they are absolutely running this dude to the mud right now. Mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin's tweeting pictures about you know catch and release. Mm-hmm. He's telling the media that this guy's a cancer in the locker room. He's a terrible teammate. The family's demanding money. He's yelling at offensive linemen. Jackson Dart told him to get out of the game. That that's not this isn't orchestrated by Ole Miss or none of that would be happening. And why would you send him in the portal where he's free to get talked to by anybody? Uh, you know, tampering and all that aside, you now open that up to he can be talked to by anybody legally mm-hmm. and uh, try to be convinced to go somewhere else. Why would you do that when you could well, just make an announcement? I love that there are people reporting that Dart told Lane, hey, you need to bench Quinshawn. And Lane evidently was like, how about instead of benching him, Jackson, instead of that, I'll really punish him by giving him 34 carries. Yes, makes perfect sense. Makes so much sense, right? I, I know I know we have a I know we have a lot of Ole Miss listeners on here. Oh, we do. And believe me, we appreciate you listening. Mm-hmm. To this podcast, but we're going to tell you the truth. Guys, here. If you're if you're listening to our podcast, you, we're going to peel the layers off your eyes, mm-hmm. and we're going to bring something to light to you. Yeah, these people are lying to you. Yes, these people are lying. Almost does not want Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin would have crawled on glass to keep Judkins on campus. This is sour grapes. They don't want him to leave, but now that it appears that he is going to leave, well, we don't want him anyway. This is a lie. This is a tremendous lie. You paid this guy allegedly or reportedly or whatever half a million dollars last year to stay. He is very close to, if not already, I I don't know the, the numbers, about to become the all-time leading rusher at Ole Miss in yeah. every single category. Yeah, he wouldn't. He's not and, missing it by much. Yeah, and that's a team. That's a program that's had some really good running backs in it. He's about to break every single record Deuce McAllister's ever set. He is a huge reason why your program has been so successful the last two years. So, anybody telling you that they didn't want this guy, he's just a big problem. They're lying. They are liars. They are feeding you BS. This this is the truth of this matter here. That even Georgia or Alabama or or, or or Ohio State or whoever, losing your best player hurts. And that's what Judkins is. He's the best player on the team. You can sit there and talk about how much more valuable Dart is because it's harder to find quarterbacks and running backs, and you're correct about that. But Judkins is the best football player on the team. 
Mm-hmm. And even Georgia would struggle to replace its best football player. Yes. And especially when you're Ole Miss. And, you know, yeah, Ole Miss next year, their starting lineup will be good. It'll be really, really good. But they don't have the depth that Georgia and Alabama and those schools have. That's what's kind of been the problem for them the past few years is they can they just don't have the depth. I like Ulysses Bentley. I think he's a. I like him player. a lot. I like him a lot. But he's not Quinchon Judkins. And and, and th- there's like there's some things that he can do that Judkins can't. Right, but Judkins. But can, the t- when you take the total the total package, Judkins. like Lex Luger. Yeah. That's that's Quinchon Judkins. He is to me the best running back in the country. So he's here. had back to back one thousand yard seasons, which is very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. And he scored thirty one touchdowns. Yeah. Well, here's here's the thing. You 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 follow in a baseball enough, you know what wins above replacement is, right? War. Mm-hmm. So surely Quinchon Judkins has a, a war of one, right? Yeah. He's, he's one win, right? Well, if you're Ole Miss and you're looking at the playoff next year, and I would say Ole Miss is probably a ten and two team, maybe a nine and three team. Nine and three is gonna be tough to get into the playoff, but you could probably you maybe still make it. Ten and two for sure you're in. If I take Judkins away. Am I taking away a win? Because now you've gone to nine and three, eight and four, and that's not. That's getting. a big. That's a big. There change. is a game on the schedule that Judkins w- has won for them the last two years. Right, he won the Texas A and M game for them two years ago. Was dominant yes. in that game last year. Well, la- no, it was last year. Well, it was twenty twenty two. I get okay. Yeah, I get, you're saying twenty twenty two. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then this past season, and then they're a seven win team if they don't win the A and M game. Right. And they win seven games. Last season. Robbie, you could argue that it was the Egg Bowl that Judkins kind of took over in the second half. State had trouble slowing him down. The mm-hmm. state was doing a great job slowing down Dart in the passing game, but they couldn't stop Judkins from from getting runs. Yeah, he, I don't. I don't know if State wins that win. game. He's worth you, a win. Like you have to say in the Egg Bowl that it was like right after Dart got hurt, State had all the momentum and he turned it up. Yeah, on that drive. I don't like I said, I don't know if State wins that game because they only scored seven points. Right. But he'd certainly changed the whole dynamic of that yes. game. So and here here's another let's play devil's advocate. He's obviously I my my opinion on Weisner in the portal is that he is looking for more money. Yeah. Or he's testing out how much money he could potentially get. Mm-hmm. I I think that there comes a time where you do have to punt. On this, mm-hmm. because while he is probably Ole Miss's best player, I think the most important player on the team is Jackson Dart. Mm-hmm. So, to me, you can replicate some of what Quinshawn Jukins does from a statistical standpoint. Mm-hmm. I think Bentley can get you close to a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. I think he can. I think Jukins probably is going to have four or five more touchdowns than him. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty big, yeah. But you cannot let a running back demand one million, two million, one point five million dollars. I I just don't think that that's smart business. But the other side of that coin is, I would tell Charlie Winfield, how much do we have left in the bank? Give it to him <laughs> because it's worth. Yeah, it. if Mississippi State wants to, to pay him two million, that changes everything. Just to get the perception of we took your guy. I, I get it. That, I, I think it's worth it. I kind of thought Ole Miss would do that. I, I kind of yeah. thought they would say we cannot because the perception of it, because the, they are big on perception. Mm-hmm. And you're basically saying that's why they're coming out right now and saying, well, we kicked them off the team. Yeah. No. They can't have somebody come in and, and take their player and outbid them right. for this guy. Agreed. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of surprised. He did have less than a yard per carry this year. I didn't think he was as good this year, but he was still. He got off to such a good. slow start this year. It took it took a while for him to get going. I think he wasn't fully healthy at the start of. Yeah, the, the dude just he's taking a beating. He's a, yeah. he almost has 550 carries in two years. Yeah, yeah and that's a about, lot, especially when you think about Ole Miss the first two years under Kiffin when they really did a good job of divvying up carries between Connor and Ely and Parrish. And uh, and then Corral had a, a big chunk of the carries as well. But then these last two years, even with Zach Evans last year, Judkins was the workhorse, and he was even more so one this year. So, I, I just want people. To, I want I want our Ole Miss friends to know what you are being lied to. 
I also want to say when that. When Sean Judkins was not kicked off the team or it wasn't a mutual decision, and it's not addition by subtraction, as some people have stated. But at the, no. same, time, at the same time, Robbie, when he ends up back in Oxford, it'll just be, well, that's just what I was told. I was just reporting what I was told. I mean... It's just telling you. I, 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 if I was a fan and people just kept feeding me this BS, like we didn't want this kid anyway, he, I would be pissed. That would drive me insane. No. What? Why am I paying you money to just lie to me like this? I, I don't understand that. And in in fairness, I mean, some of these people are are just giving information that they're told. It's coming from Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. But if you truly believe that Ole Miss all of a sudden is just getting rid of a guy that almost has three thousand yards rushing in two years and thirty one touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to tell you. But those those people will call us the homers and we're the fanboys and we're I don't understand. I don't know, man. Oh well. All right. I'm sure I'll get called a douche canoe by somebody for that. It is what it is. You are kind of no, I'm just kidding. Uh all right. We'll obviously be keeping an eye on what's happening here this weekend in terms of the transfer portal. Expect I, I would expect a commitment or two. Uh, from Mississippi State. Obviously, basketball will recap that on our next show Sunday evening uh, when the we, when we reconvene here on Thunder and Lightning. Guys, have a great first weekend of 2024. We'll talk to you again very soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. This is Thund- th- you've been listening to Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.